It's 8.04 here on SENZ, uh, Kempi and Ricardo for breakfast with Izzy over in France with Beav uh, filming. Uh, well, they say they're filming. They say they're working. You know that Beaver had the cheek, uh, Kempi, last week I was working on drive. He had the cheek to say, oh, I've only got three days off the whole time I'm over there. It's like, mate, you're on the donut. You're not working that hard. You're going to be filming a TV show. What are you doing? Maybe three hours a day. The rest of the time, it'll be Beaujolais and baguettes. Come on. I've got no sympathy. Well, three hours is like 30-hour week for those boys. You know that, eh? <laughs> so, you know, let's let's make sure that we send over some ice baths, plenty of, um, you know, masashi to go with that, and uh, give Asman uh, from Chemist Warehouse a, a call and send over a medical um, bucket for them too because I'm pretty sure they'll be well, pretty sore after the work that they do over there in yeah. that full three-hour days. Exactly. Is there a liver cleansing kit you can get? Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's going to take a hit. Pretty sure that is going to take a hit. Still to come this hour on the show, we're going to catch up uh, with the uh, Harry Jav to talk some cricket before 9 o'clock. Joey's got headlines uh, for us as well with Gull. And we'll catch up with your mate, Paulie, my anchor. Let's just let's just let, make sure we stop down when we say that. So does it sound like something else, Kempi? A, a, a Bart Simpson moment. Oh, that was that was hilarious. The anchor, Paulie Mawadi. That's how you say it. And uh, yes, <laughs> I hear what you're saying, boys. That's, uh, I can't wait to talk to Paulie. He will absolutely win himself when he hears that. He will, mate. He will indeed. Now, we had a, another massive weekend of Super Rugby this weekend. It is round six. The Highlanders got up 45-17 over Moana Pacifica at Mount Smart. The Crusaders did the job on the road at Suncorp 25-12 over the Reds. The Drua got up. Great win for them again at home. They're tough to, uh, tough to beat at home. Beat the Rebels 38-28. The Chiefs uh, got it done over my Blues, twenty to thirteen. The Brumbies in a tight one, forty to forty, uh, forty to thirty-six over the Tars, and the Canes conceded forty-two points to the Western Force, but still managed to win by three in Palmy. To joining us to talk about all of that and more is the man they call Carmo, Ian Jones. G'day, Carmo. How you doing, mate? Yeah. Good morning, Ricardo. Good morning, Kempe. Morning. Mate, uh, I've got to say, uh, Camo, I, I know having done Chiefs Mana with you plenty of times, you know, you like to talk about the, all the work that the forwards do and, you know, it's great that backs do what they do, but they can't do it without the forwards. Uh, I, I do have to ask myself, what if you were wearing a blue jersey in the, tr- in the change rooms after the game, uh, what would you have been saying to, uh, to Bowden Barrett as a man who's just done all the toil of the tight five and he goes and steps on the, uh, on, on the byline? Well, that's that's the thing, mate. I wouldn't have spoken to him. I wouldn't have spoken to him for a week. Um, <laughs> and uh, absolutely would have given some talky looks. I mean, it didn't cost them too much. They scored a try uh, pretty much straight away, so that kind of made up for it. But um, yeah, you'd just be screaming when you get the bloody ball down, mate. Just get the ball down. Uh, yeah. But you know, it's. Um, Oh man, I tell you, I was down at that game on uh, on Saturday night. God, I love live sport. Absolutely, if you can, you're in that area, get along and watch your, your teams live. It's fantastic. Although, Ricardo, I was pretty happy I didn't have a heart rate monitor on because um, those last 10 minutes, it would have been through the roof. Yeah. Come on, you look at the, you look at the Chiefs and the run that they've made the start of the season, and I picked last week that they were sort of dipping um, through a little bit of form, but just the way that they've they've shown a bit of resilience this year. Have you um, 
impressed the most about that, just their resilience? Kempi, in this long competition, or any long competition, any sport you play, the teams aren't going to be able to kind of build every week and get better and better. There's going to be ups and downs, troughs. The coaches has got to pick that and, you know, rotate players accordingly. And, you know, in a long competition like this, no matter how great you are, you've got to lose your game. Very rare in, in sport like this to go through a season unbeaten. So, you know, I'm very passionate about the Chiefs, but I'll expect them, and you should factor in, they will lose the odd game uh, in the round robin. But, yeah, what I've been really impressed with. And, listen, they made... I wasn't watching the Blues, to be honest with you, a lot uh, down there and said that Ireland's all about the Chiefs for me. And they made a lot of mistakes. They couldn't get out of their half. Their kick-off receipts, uh, they would have been really disappointed with to put pressure on themselves to make the game so tight. But, boy, they were resilient. You're absolutely right. And whilst they made lots of individual errors, Kempe, their systems in terms of their defensive alignments, in terms of what they're trying to do on attack, were absolutely rock solid. Um, and whilst, so you make the odd mistake, when your systems are rock solid and people know what they're doing in those systems, eventually uh, the cream rises to the top and they get the job done. Got the buy this weekend, Carmo. Uh, it's probably a nice time to have the buy, isn't it? To you bank six straight wins and put your feet up for a week. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, you can look at it both ways, can't you, Ricardo? Uh, a guy like you, yeah, might want to put your feet up, mate. And, uh, <laughs> uh, have the day Always. Off. <laughs> a lot of those other guys, uh, it's about momentum. There's some, you know, we talk about the depth of squads and there'll be some guys and some of the players that came off the bench for the Chiefs on the weekend will be itching to keep that momentum going, keep building, keep doing what they love doing, mate. These guys are rugby players. These are sports people. Uh, want to play, uh, and that's what they want to do. So, yeah, I, mean, I know Clayton will probably be pretty pleased with the buy to rest up some of his big men, Retallick, Sam Kane, uh, D-Mac, who've played plenty of minutes. But I know there'll be others out there itching to to get back on the field and keep playing. So let's hope they can keep that momentum going after the bye week because, as you and I talk about a lot, you know, it's two games down this kind of block of four. Um I think they can go this block of four, three from four, but um, they may readjust that now and think they can go four from four, but uh, it's about momentum. Yeah, and you're dead right. After the bye, they've got to travel down to Wellington to play the Hurricanes. Uh, where do you put this game in the bigger scheme of things, Carmo, coming off a bye? Well, it's 100% at the top, Kempe, because this isn't so much about getting the win against another New Zealand side away from home. Uh, this one here is about who provided the season pans out as we expect it to pan out, gets uh, home advantage in the playoffs. Um, that's really what this game's all about, mate. We go back to every competition once more in the world. Um, home advantage in playoff times, semi-final, final times is key. So to get an away win against the number two on the table uh, puts you absolutely in the box seat uh, come playoff time. So that's how big a game that is between the for the Chiefs, really, um, but also for the Canes as well going forward. What did you read into um, their game yesterday against the Force conceding 42 points, particularly towards the back end? I think they conceded, what, three converted tries in the last 10 minutes? Yeah, well, firstly, let's say how, how great the afternoon rugby is, so it's a big check for the organisers, uh, and, and let's have more of that. Secondly, so good to have it back in the, the provinces, so bit the people, and it looked pretty good from TV, um, in Palmerston North, so that's a huge ticket. Just, I mean, 
if it can be possibly done to, to take games out uh, amongst your fran- franchise. Um, I know it all comes back to the dollar at some stage, but, mate, if they keep talking about the number one uh, people that we need to look after is the fans, well, look after the bloody fans and, and, and take the games to the fans. Don't expect the fans from Napier, Palmerston North to always have to travel to Wellington. So, you know, don't keep telling us we're important. Show us we're important. So that was good. Uh, well done to the Hurricanes people there for taking the game to Palmerston North. Fantastic. And you will get rewarded. Uh, but in terms of, yeah, as we talked about at the start, uh, this game, this competition is tough. It's tough physically. We, we know that. Uh, and tough mentally as well to sustain that mental kind of intensity right throughout the game. And whilst possibly uh, the game was kind of wrapped up and, you know, you mentally you, you, you drop off 5 or 10%. Uh, maybe that's what the Hurricanes did, but I think they always had enough in the tank, didn't they, to, to get the W. Question for you, mate. Do the Crusaders have enough in the tank to go for another title? Uh, Steve Devine on the weekend was on the rugby run here on SCNZ and uh, he suggested that given the numbers that they've got out, um, Sevu Reese gone for the season, Cullen Grace potentially gone for the season, they've got a quite a lot of injury problems that they basically just don't have the cutting edge they used to and he's saying that they're not going to win the comp this year. Where, where have you got the Crusaders? Oh, they have to be up there because one of the great things about Scott Robinson and one of the great things that I can say is over the years that they've had this tendency to bring people in and give those people confidence in A, the systems we talk about with the Chiefs as well and them just doing their role. Nothing more, nothing less. So just because of that alone, they have to be contenders. Look at their history. They have to be contenders. The thing that the Chiefs and the Hurricanes, who are one and two on the table, really need to do is make sure if the Crusaders are going to contend for the title, they have to do it outside of Christchurch. So much easier uh, with home advantage, Christchurch, end of the, the winter. Um, never that pretty uh, down there at the stadium out at Rickerton. So they have to do it away from home. Doing away from home, we know, uh, not impossible, but a lot harder. So that's really the, the role of the Crusaders, uh, the Hurricanes, sorry, and the Chiefs to make sure they have the home advantage semi-final and final time um, uh, to deny the Crusaders, but might, they will be in contention. They've got so much class. And then you have a guy like Sam Whitelock coming back into the mix who will just calm the farm, give people that confidence that they know they can get the job done. Scott Barrett clearly know what he can do. So no, I wouldn't um, write those Crusaders off, but I'd make sure... Uh, make it as hard as I can for them that they have to do it outside of Christchurch and that won't be as easy. Talking about bringing someone in, we've got Razor um, Robertson who's just been given the the All Blacks job after the World Cup. Carmo, do you see anyone in the of the players in Super Rugby at the moment that the All Blacks um, may be bringing into the squad uh, come Test Football this year? Uh, well, they've got to be contenders, don't you, uh, Kempi? And it's it's that old argument we always have. Do you just pick on form, which is form is really important, momentum, confidence, and all that going into the squad, or do you pick on experience? Because it is a definite step up uh, test match level to what we can see in Super Rugby. We've seen over the years some amazing Super Rugby players not quite cut it at test match level because it is different. So I don't think we can always just pick these young bolters um, who, who are doing brilliantly well because form in the black jersey has to count. Um, 
But on the other flip side of that, unknown players and players that kind of you haven't gone face-to-face with too many times, you know, like the Sean Stevensons of the world, do become quite hard to defend against and quite hard to play against for the opposition who can do as much research as they like on the video analysis, but when you meet them face-to-face, become a bit of a trump card uh, for us. So, yeah, I, I hope we do have the, the courage to, to pick some young guys who haven't had too much experience in the black jersey or any experience in the black jersey become the unknown quantity against the opposition. But you know, I also tend to fall back Kempe uh, experience and, and, and understanding uh, what, what that black jersey kind of means and that, that stage is, is also quite a big factor. Um, but, you know, talking about Razor, Hopefully we won't talk about him too much more in 223, mate, apart from being the Crusaders coach because all of our energy, uh, all of our um, support has to go behind uh, Ian Foster. He has to give, be given all the resources um, he possibly wants and needs uh, because he is our all-black coach. He is our guy. You mentioned the All Blacks here, Carmo, and I, I can't help but think about that game uh, between the Blues and the Chiefs on the weekend. Uh, Twenty to thirteen, of course, the Chiefs ended up the winners. You said the Blues, you know, were camped on the line for the last ten minutes, and the and the Chiefs' defence held out. It, it was touted as a bit of an All Black trial. You know, you had Christie up against Weber, Papali up against Kane, and a, and a few others. Who do you think, from a playing point of view, was the big winner on the weekend? Oh, Damien McKenzie was outstanding, mate. He was um, he was brilliant. He really was. I mean, I haven't watched a, him play live this year since he's come back from Japan. Uh, and when you watch a player live as opposed to watching it on TV, you can kind of see so much more of the influence. He was covering so much ground in the backfield. Um, you know, yep, he's going to make some mistakes when he runs laterally and, and, and gets caught behind the, the game line. But... He's normally got the speed to get around that, so I was really impressed by him. Kelly, I was really impressed by him. I used to watch him quite a lot, but not live for Wanganui, but Stephen Pirafeta was, he is brilliant. He really is. He's got such a, a composure about him. Um, was dropping between 10 and 15, but clearly uh, brilliant at both of those. And once more, his understanding of the game, his game plays, so he's always his positional awareness was really good. So I was, I was highly impressed with him. But as I said at the very start, to be honest, I wasn't watching the Blues too much, mate. It was all about the Chiefs uh, for, for me and my family uh, when we went down there and, you know, living and breathing every moment of our, God, you know, we were making those mistakes at kickoff time and just couldn't clear a line and giving these opportunities to the Blues and. Uh, the Blues are always capitalised, but man, it's um, I enjoyed it. I loved it. My my stomach was in a knot uh, towards the end, but uh, was relieved on the 80th minute mark. So fantastic. Now, Carmo, uh, you've got another challenge in front of you, and it's not just sitting through the Chiefs game without losing it. Uh, it is, of course, the Dewdrop uh, Hope Challenge as well. Uh, we, we had Richie Barnett on last hour talking NRL. Uh, we've got you on this hour. You're both involved. You're swimming, biking, running, and kayaking the whole of the North Island for Gumboot Friday. Of course, the weather's a bit chillier than it was when you were first agreed to do this, mate. Are you managing to stay out of the water? What's your job going to be? No, we had a beautiful swim with Rick Wells, the other the former Commonwealth Games gold medalist, world champ. Triathlon is also part of our squad. So no, me and Rick had a pretty nice swim yesterday. So we kick off uh, in Cape Reinga 
uh, Tuesday the 11th of April. We're going to take 16 days to swim, bike and run, as you said, the coastal link of the North Island. So check out uh, the website, hopechallenge.co.nz, because more importantly, Ricardo, whilst we're doing this uh, epic journey, a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, uh, we're having, or Mike King and his I Am Hope Gumboot Friday organisation having 16 community events uh, at the 16 towns we're stopping in. So please do check that out. If you can, you're in the area, come along, uh, have a bit of fun with Mike, um, Richie Barnett and the crew. Um, and yeah, so and we get hit Parliament on the 26th of, of April. So a 16-day journey will be, be cool to be part of cool to do and just itching to go. Yeah, mate. Well, good luck with it. And I'll talk to you tomorrow night on Chiefs Mana here on SENZ. And we'll, we'll get we'll get uh, more on that, mate. But uh, good luck with it as you as you get ready to go in about uh, just uh, just over a week's time, mate. And if you do want to uh, donate, you can just text Boots B O T S to four six nine to donate three dollars for free kids counselling as well. Good stuff, Carmo. Go well, mate. Enjoy your day. No, thanks very much, Ricardo. Thanks, Kempe. Everyone have a great day out there. Cheers. Cheers. 8.21 here on SENZ. This is Breakfast with Kempe and Ricardo. When we come up, uh, when we come back, I should say, the anchor, as we like to call him, is coming up from the TAB.